1: Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. It is May 29th, and last night Atlanta United was beaten by Columbus 2-1 at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The defeat snapped the team's 13-game unbeaten home streak and was a massive loss, according to manager Gonzalo Pineda. It followed a narrative that Atlanta United supporters have seen way too often this season. The team gives up a set-piece goal. By my count, it's eighth of the season, this time in the first minute, which allowed Columbus to then put as many as 11 men behind the ball at times when Atlanta United had possession in the cruise half. And then Columbus took advantage with a, a ball over the top. Not even a counterattack, just a ball over the top. And Eric Hurtado beat Alex Dejon and then beat Bobby Shuttlesworth. And uh, it was 2 to nothing at halftime. Pineda brought on Joseph Martinez to start the second half. Brought on Dom Dwyer, brought on Emerson Heineman, did everything he could. Put as much offense on the field as he could. And all that resulted in was one goal by Dom Dwyer close to, yeah, in, I'm sorry, in stoppage time, in the 91st minute. You look at this game statistically and you say, well, Atlanta United should have dominated. Possession was 69.5 to 30.5. Expected goals were 1.90 to 0.77. Total shots were 22 to 9. Shots on target, 9 to 3. Passes, 530 to 233. It's crazy. But when you keep giving up goals, easy goals, like Columbus's first one, scored by Mensa, who got away from Huzetu, it's not going to matter. Statistical dominance is irrelevant, and it keeps happening over and over and over again. The team has now won just one of its past eight league matches. It is closer in points to the bottom of the table than it is to the top. It is outside the playoff line right now. You could say the team is playing well, I suppose, but when you're not getting results, it really doesn't matter. On Thursday, Pineda talked about the team paying attention to the deficit to details and defending set pieces better, and then of course, first set piece they face, first minute, first goal allowed. Just what you said.
2: Like we're not paying attention to those little details, uh, starting with the kickoff. Like we instead of putting them under pressure, we gave the ball away and then we are under pressure at home, where we should be putting them under pressure, not us. And then obviously the the, the corner. I mean, maybe poor decision, poor marking, references, so that's also on us. Like, it's not the players, I'm not complaining at the players, I'm with them. And I will reflect on what we can do better. again, we work a lot on those things. It's not like we don't work on that. It's just the attention in the games in those moments is, is not happening. And we need to do almost, it feels like we need to do perfect games to really get three points. It, it feels like we have to do even more chances. We have to create more chances. We have to have more possession, because you know, like it's, it, it feels bad after a good performance like today. I felt like we had a, a good performance in the sense that we created enough chances to win the game. I felt like we we did everything there, but but we don't put the attention when the score is zero zero. So when we are not in urgency, when we are not losing, it seems like we don't really pay attention to those little details. So we need to reemphasize that in the training session. For me, the key is in the training session. We always play as we train, and we'll make sure that the next few weeks we're going to train very hard on that.
1: So following up on that, I asked Alan Franco if he agrees with Pineda that the team has to play almost perfect to win right now. <laughs> I think
0: right now we're we're not getting the luck that, that we need. You know, we're creating a lot of situations and goals and, and we're just not being able to convert while the other team is creating a couple chances and they're able to score. So we're, we're not getting the luck that that we need right now. Um, but uh, I'm going to say it again. I think we have a really humble group and a hardworking group. Um, you know, and, and we're going to keep keep working hard. We're, we're a group that, um, you know, we're, we're all going to fight together. We're never going to give up. Um, and of course, we're, we're upset about the results, um, but I feel really good about our group and who we have, and, and we're always going to fight and keep working. And I think after the, the, the international break, um, which you know, could be good for us to get some rest, we're going to you know, come back and, and keep working.
1: And I also asked Franco if the players are getting frustrated that the results aren't coming. Again, one win in their past eight league games. You know,
0: there could be a time where that that comes, but I don't think we're there yet. I think we have a group um, that's very humble and, and wants to work hard, um, and, and that's what we're going to do is we're going to continue to work.
1: So now the team goes into a two-week FIFA-mandated international break. It won't play again until it hosts Pachuca in an exhibition on June 14th, and then it comes back to league play hosting Miami on June 19th. So Pineda has a couple of weeks to, to really kind of drill down and try to get these guys to focus for for ninety minutes. Um, he was asked, "How much urgency is there to turn things around after the international break?"
2: Yes, of course, we need we need that. I mean, uh, um, it's obvious that these points at home uh, are are very important. We've been giving away points at home. With, couple ties or three ties I think uh, so far and then this loss, this loss is massive because we had a good record of, of unbeaten at home, of being unbeaten at home and today we lost that and we need to come back to that but also when we play away and we do very good games like the one we did in Miami and the same, a lot of expected goals, a lot of possession Good chances, but we cannot finish the game with the three points. The same against Montreal, uh, the same in Nashville, both games, Open Cup and, and, uh, and the league uh, game. So we have had good performances in tough places to play and, and we are not getting the results. So for me, this is going to be the moment where we are going to regroup. We're going to re-emphasize the importance of every play. And whoever is ready to play up to that standard is going to start for my team.
1: So that seems like Pineda is saying everything is now open uh, for competition again. He likes to have consistency in the lineup, but something has got to change because the team cannot keep giving up set-piece goals as it has. I'm going to assume that George Campbell is going to come into the starting lineup Whether he's paired with Alex Dijon or Alan Franco, I don't know. I assume it's going to be Alan Franco. That's not a knock on DeJoun. I think he's played uh, particularly well uh, for the situation that he got put into. And the set-piece goal was not his fault, for example. Um, But Campbell does provide some height, some speed that uh, is just not back there right now. There's no update on Ronald Hernandez. He, of course, was in for Andrew Gutman, who's out for six to eight weeks. Pineda said the knee was very swollen. That's not a good sign. That indicates some sort of tear of something. Uh, and there's going to have to be some tests. Uh, so it would not surprise me to see Hernandez is now lost for the season. And this team is going to have to get really, really busy in the summer transfer window, which opens in June, I think. Uh, it might be July. Um, it needs another center back. It's going to need another fullback. Uh, it's it, It's got issues. And there were a couple of other incidents in the game. Um, Pineda got a red card shortly after Dom Dwyer scored. Uh, he said he got it for throwing his jacket onto the ground.
2: The red card, I mean, I have a limit. Uh, I have a limit, I won't talk about um, about them, uh, but I have a little limit, and today i reach it. It's not just about today's game, it's about many, many games where I feel like We've been affected, uh, and I reached that limit today because I don't see consistency, and, and I felt desperate at that moment that not equal calls, nothing at all, and and I don't want to go too deep on that, but I, I was frustrated. I throw my my jacket on the floor, and apparently that's a, that's a massive thing, and I can do.
1: And then Tiago Almada got a red card after the game for bumping into referee Joe Dickerson, who, uh, you know, I tried to be balanced with my opinions of the referees because it's a tough job, but Joe kind of lost the plot yesterday. The good news for Atlanta United uh, was that Joseph Martinez got his first action since I think it was April 2nd against D.C. United. Um, I asked him how he thought he played. He said he played like crap, uh, but... You know, we did ask him how it feels to be back, and if the rehab was any harder than previous ones on his knee.
0: It was a little bit easy, but it's still hard because um, back to the, with the injury is not good. But today I feel okay. I feel happy to be back, happy to be in the locker room with them. Obviously not the best result, but, I mean, it's a soccer, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. We create a lot of chances. And uh, we have to improve because we concede a lot of goals, easy goals. Then um, we have to keep going. Uh, the this season is still far.
1: How do you think you played tonight?
0: <laughs> 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 I mean, I know I put a lot of pressure on myself, but uh, it's normal. After seven weeks, the first time I went back to the field, feel not 100%, but... The most important, I don't feel pain, and uh, I feel kind of normal.
1: You don't feel pain? No. So that's a good sign that he didn't feel any pain in the knee. Um, He had both knees iced down after the game, which is not uncommon. Um, So I expect that you're going to see him start against Miami. Ronaldo Cisneros again started. Um, He still has the four goals, but three of them came in one game, and he hasn't scored in his past three. So it might be time to give Dom Dwyer or Joseph a start. Dwyer has scored in the past two games coming off the bench. All right, we're going to come back with a mailbag. You can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. This is Southern Fight Soccer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for Atlanta United supporters and listeners to this podcast. If you subscribe today, you will not only get unlimited digital access to the AJC and the Sunday paper for $2.30 a week, but we are also throwing in a special limited edition Atlanta United and Atlanta Journal-Constitution scarf. So sign up now at subscribe.ajc.com utdscarf. That's subscribe.ajc.com utdscarf. We got a lot of questions today. I really want to thank you all for that. And remember to click, share, and subscribe the podcast to your friends and fellow Atlanta United supporters. I would appreciate it. Starting off with Pat. What is Santiago Sosa's status? He uh, did not train with the team last week. He was doing some individual sessions. We did see him come out and watch the team train. I got to assume he's going to come back during the international break. I thought that Ibarra and uh, Jose, Josetu have formed a pretty good partnership in the midfield, but it sounds like Based upon what Pineda said, all position competition is now open. So we'll see if Sosa can um, push one of those guys. I don't know if it would be Abadar or I don't know if it would be Josetu to try to get into the starting lineup. And is Tristan Traeger due to start training now that he graduated last Wednesday? He was supposed to show up to Atlanta United too last Wednesday. That's who he signed with, not Atlanta United. Um, I haven't had a chance to ask, uh, but I'll try to. He was a super draft pick, was Tristan Traeger from Air Force for those who don't know. Adam says, well, that ended a day of miserable soccer. I hear you. Eli Room with eight saves against nine shots on goal. Shuttleworth, one save against three shots on goal. Bobby played like a man who's lost confidence. I'd say start Rios Novo, but that would likely kill what confidence Shuttleworth has left. Am I wrong? So here's my, my issue with everyone saying that Rocco Rios Novo has got to start. The team's giving up set-piece goals. I don't know what how bringing in a smaller, less experienced goalkeeper is going to solve that issue. Shuttleworth did not cover himself in glory yesterday. He started to come out for that corner kick, and then he didn't because he also got run into by one of his own players, or he ran into Hernandez. That's how come Hernandez suffered a knee injury. So the, the set-pieces to me, so giving up set-pieces on goal, are less about the goalkeeper and more about just the, the marking. And right now, Atlanta United is just not marking. Adam continues, uh, Room was out, uh, obviously outstanding, but I think ma- that masks a decidedly imperfect performance by Atlanta, which tonight looked more like a collection of individuals instead of a team. Do you feel tonight's struggles in the center of the pitch were about crew strategy after taking a lead, or was Atlanta's off night a side effect to the ongoing injury crisis impacting consistency, or was just one of those nights? I think all of the above is true. Columbus scoring a goal in the first minute totally changed the the game plan that they needed. They no longer had to chase a game. They could sit back and absorb. They're a team that likes to have possession of the ball, but when you're one up on the road and you know the team you're facing, it's susceptible to set pieces and counters. You can just play for those and try to get another, and that's exactly what Columbus did. I do agree with you that Atlanta United looked more like individuals than a team last night. There was some nice passing sequences and combinations, but there's just no end result. Um, teams just pack it in, and Atlanta United can't figure out how to beat them. It's not just just specific to Atlanta United. That's true of a lot of teams in world soccer. Um, But they got to figure it out because this is going to be the blueprint for every team going forward, and it's working. Again, one win in its past eight league games. Noah says, what's the deal with attendance? It looks to me like fans are losing interest in this club. Last night was a tough one, Memorial Day weekend. You had the Momicon thing going on. A night game on a Saturday. Um, I think that's why attendance was a little bit down compared to previous games, but it was still like more, And uh, announced attendance of more than 42,000. Daniel says, Hey, Doug, three quick questions. Why can't this team defend set pieces? Uh, again, set pieces to me, and, and the players have said this, this is not just my opinion. Defending set pieces is about desire and want to, and you just can't let your guy beat you. And last night, Mensa beat Hosetu. the spot and it wasn't really a complicated move he ran toward his goal and then he ran back toward Atlanta United's goal and boom he was free is it time to give Rocco a chance in goal I just covered that if you're going to see him I think you'll see him against Pachuca they can coach him up the next two weeks if he plays well put him in goal against Miami what was the deal with the Pineda red card that was for throwing his jacket down keep up the great work thanks Daniel Allen says to quote a Georgia Hall of Fame coach Hugh Scotty O'Neill, that would have assessed Atlanta's defense as rubbish I didn't want to be ugly. Lead well held by the crew. I agree with you, Alan. Rob says, in light of Liverpool's loss to Real Madrid today in the Champions League final, despite outshooting Madrid 25 to four, is it possible that at Lenny United, similar struggles are your fault for supporting the club? Just kidding. Condolences on the heartbreaking result. Uh, well, I don't support Atlanta Lenny United. I'm trying to be an objective observer. And give my opinion, when players play well, I'll write they play well, as I've done with Marino the past three weeks. And when they don't play well, I'll write they don't play well, which I did with Marino three or four weeks ago. Doug says, not me, another Doug, is Shuttleworth serviceable for the rest of the season? Can he carry the load? He seems to give up an easy goal every match. I don't know which goal exactly you are talking about. I thought that the Hurtado goal was a really good shot into the lower corner. I don't know what he could do about the set piece, but I understand y'all wanting to see Rocco Rios Novo um, because Shuttleworth hasn't exactly covered himself in glory. Brian says, what is not working that the team focuses on set pieces in training, yet the results remain the same? What is happening after the team has a lack of focus every game? What is the plan for Keeper going forward? Again, they work on set pieces and work on set pieces and work on set pieces. We're not allowed to see what they do, so I can't tell you for a fact what they work on. But whatever it is, is not working. The lack of focus... Nobody can seem to explain. This is not indicative to this this year. This goes back to 2019. I can remember Brad Guzan talking about it then. What is the plan for Keeper going forward? Well, they've only got two, Shuttleworth and Rios Novo, unless they go and sign another. So it's going to be one or the other. Nolan says, I know Pineda has said this team's best form of defense is more offensive pressure, but if the team continues to give up multiple goals like this, do you think they'll be forced to adopt a more defensive-minded strategy. Pineda will not do that. He wants to be on the ball. He wants to create chances. He wants to to dominate possession. So that's what they're going to do, but they got to get that defense sorted out or it's just not going to matter. Nick says, hi, Doug. Hope your press box ice cream was better than this performance from the team. It was. Thank you. And dinner was outstanding. They served us orange chicken and stir fried rice. Since I couldn't make it to the bins and miss most of the first half, I'll ask about the second half. Did we actually play better, or was it because we were facing a bunker? Also, hope everything is going better for you. Um, you know, I guess they played better. Columbus didn't need to have the ball. It had a 2-0 lead, and, and we're just milking out the clock. Um, so, you know, it's really hard to tell in those kind of situations. Uh, everything is going better for me. Thank you. Uh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's not a train. So thank you for asking, Nick. Uh, I miss Panetta's and Almada's Reds. Pineda was throwing his jacket down, and Almada was because he bumped into referee Joe Dickerson. Alex, in our final question, says, we showed real urgency in the last 10 minutes of the Columbus game and looked determined and dangerous, but why are we only seeing this urgency for 10 minutes per game? Why is this team so complacent and plotting? Dom Dwyer seems to be the only player bringing ruthlessness, urgency, and a do-whatever-it-takes-to-win attitude to the field. I don't know, Alex. This is just its a, a mental issue with this team. It's a team full of talent, but I don't think it has a lot of confidence it and if something goes bad, the team it just breaks apart for a while and then finally it starts to realize, oh well, we're running out of time we got to do something and that's when they start to kind of express themselves and play with some fun and some confidence. and it, it's something they've got to do from the get-go. and again to me, I think there's just a lack of leadership on the field and by leadership. I mean like someone who's putting their foot into other people's butts and saying, let's go, let's get this done. You saw Joseph doing it when he came on in the second half um, and he became captain. Uh, but it just, you, they need a lot more of that. They need somebody to, to show their the teammates that they believe in them. Um, Panetta can't be the only guy who does that. So anyway, all right. We're going to wrap up the Southern Fried Soccer podcast at Line United 2-1 Losers to Columbus. Talk to your loved ones. Hug your loved ones. Y'all take care. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Blustein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut, are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.